Good afternoon, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy C I double Z Y live action from the store. I'm currently at work right now. Hopefully, my last day here. We will see about that. But welcome back to the College Stutzer Show. If we are interrupted today, I do apologize, but I promise you guys the episode every Friday at noon. And I'm a little bit behind, so I got to get this episode up. And it may be a little bit past noon today, but we're going to get the episode up regardless. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am happy that you're here with me today. Welcome back to another episode of the College Stutzer Show, where we talk about business, entertainment, money, and most of the time are interviewing creative minority entrepreneurs and investigating the culture behind the decisions that are being made in business. So, look, we talk a lot about a lot. We talk a lot about a lot. Yes, you heard that correct. We talk a lot about a lot of stuff on this podcast. We have fun. We 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 try to share and impart some some valuable information. And I hope that you guys feel like we do that. And when we're not doing that, I hope you guys are entertained, laughing and feeling like we brought. I don't know why I say we, but whoever I have on the show or myself, you know, I or we are bringing good energy to your day. All right, let's get right up into it. So today, what I want to talk about is I haven't posted a solo episode in 2022, and we are on January 21st, 2022. And I would like to share with you guys some of my January 2022 goals, Um, not specifically for January, but what I meant to say is 2022 goals, goals overall. So what we're going to do is we're going to pull up our Notion account, Speaking of that, ladies and gentlemen, I highly suggest you guys download Notion on your desktop, on your laptop, and on your phone and learn how to use it. It's one of the greatest note tools, uh, data input tools, uh, information gathering tools out there. I really love it. I really enjoy it and highly suggest that you guys tap in and get that product on your technology devices. So, 2022 goal planning worksheet from Notion. The word for 2022, ladies and gentlemen, I chose my word of the year to be grit. Why? Because I think we just got to get gritty out here in these streets. You know, we got to sacrifice. We got to hustle. We got to go through tough times. We got to do things we don't want to do. We got to bite our teeth when 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 the pain is coming and, and work through it and come out on the other on the other side. And I think grit is immediately locked in and related to the word consistency. To be able to be constantly consistent, to continuously do something over and over and over again, to continuously show up every day, every minute in the things that you promise you're going to do require true grit. So let's define our word of the year. Grit is a positive, non-cognitive trait based on an individual's perseverance or effort combined with the passion for a particular long-term goal or end state. So again, perseverance of effort combined with passion for a particular long-term goal. So for me, for example, this podcast, this podcast, 2022, you know, my goal is to just keep going, keep being consistent. If the numbers aren't there, keep showing up, keep trying to figure out how to grow, keep figuring out how to provide value. When some episode I thought was going to do great, doesn't do great, you know, cool, might feel a little pain, might be a little upset, but don't let that deter me to continue to show up. 
you know, we talked about it on a previous podcast, you know, you know, to defeat 70% of competition, you just need to be consistent. 20% is simply, you know, knowing something, having a skill or trait that someone else doesn't have. And the other 10% is just a dogfight. So the majority of, of success, the majority of being able to win, the majority of being able to come out on top, the majority of being able to provide for you, yourself and your family relies specifically on grit and consistency. And that's why that's the word of the year. So that is my word of the year. There is one of my goals. Let's see. Let's see. My top five personal goals. Top five personal goals for the year are to stay between 185 and 190 pounds. And by the end of the year, to have a visible six pack. So every year I have a pretty similar goal. And every year I've failed to make it happen. Have a visible six pack. I'm not trying to be shredded. I'm not trying to be the most aesthetic, aesthetic bodybuilder looking dude. I just want to have a visible six pack. And every year I'm just inches away, just centimeters away, just micrometers away from having a six pack. If I just drop five to 10 of fat every year, you know, I get close, then I'll pick up a little bit of weight, get close and pick up a little weight. And if I could just be consistent, just really locked in on my macronutrients, on my nutrition, on my workouts quality sleep, good water. If I could just lock in for three to five months, I, I think I could really achieve it just for a quarter, to be honest. If I could lock in for three months, I think I could make it happen. I just haven't been able to make it happen over the past years. So top five personal goals, stay between 185 and 190. The past few years, I've been staying between 190 and 200. So I would like to stay between 185 and 190 and have a visible six pack. Uh, next, read eight powerful books, keyword powerful books. I don't want to just read some random shit, but eight powerful books. Um, I'd like to save $1,000. I know some of you guys are like, only $1,000? What about $10,000? Look, bro, how my life set up, how much money I'm making at this current moment, I'd like to save $1,000. I'd also like to invest between three dollars and $5,000 this year. And then I'd like to go to one educational conference. I'd like to go to one educational conference. So that could be a podcast conference. That could be a, a conference around real estate. That could be a conference around personal training and fitness and wellness. So those are my three industries I'm interested in and trying to be more and more active in. Um, obviously, I'm active with the podcasting. Obviously, I, I train every day, my clients, so active in those fields, but trying to get more active in real estate. So overall, just want to go to at least one educational conference. Those are my top five personal goals. Um, some would be nice goals would be to learn um, beginner Kiswahili. So my family is from Tanzania, native tongue Kiswahili. Unfortunately, being the youngest and growing up primarily in America, I am shitty at Kiswahili. I don't really speak the language that well. Um, so I'd like to, you know, learn a little bit better Kiswahili. That would be nice. I'd like to travel internationally with my girlfriend. Um, that would be amazing. I really like, I really have want to go somewhere crazy, but I'm trying to be, you know, you know, mindful. And I guess, I don't know if this is good or not, but trying to, you know, be ideal or realistic. So I, I think I want to travel to um, Mexico with her sometime this year. Uh, over the next year, maybe go to a resort or something and just chillax and vibe. That would be nice. Um, I'd like to create five to 10 paintings with my girlfriend. She's an artist. She's a creative. 
And I think it would be nice to like kind of collab on like a painting. I'm not very artistic, but I think it'd be fun. I think she could teach me something. I also think it'd be good for our relationship. And I also just want to be a little bit more creative this year. So um, shift fully to a freelance personal trainer. So I do work for a gym right now and it's, it's a great gym. It's a great facility, but I'd love to just be fully, um, you know, independent with my personal training. Now, I definitely need to pick up some higher ticket clients and a few more clients to be able to pay for the overhead of, you know, training out of a private gym. But I'd like to shift fully to being a freelance personal trainer. I would really love to get clients that have in-home gyms and be primarily training in-home. But a lot of people, first off, don't have in-home gyms. And a lot of people also aren't comfortable with that due to COVID. And I understand. Um, this one's a little crazy for me. I actually hate the cold. I hate the snow but I do want to go snowboarding with my girlfriend. So I've never been snowboarding aside from being young and like, you know, taking kids snowboards and going down hills and shit. Um, but like, I'd love to go snowboarding with my girlfriend in Colorado. I think it'd be fun. I definitely wouldn't shoot for no big hills. Cause I'm a little, I'm a little bit of a, a wimp when it comes to stuff that could potentially risk my life or injuring myself greatly, but I'd like to do that. And then just a random fitness goal is I'd like to squat 315 for five reps. You might be like, bro, shouldn't you already be doing that? Keep your expectations of me to yourself, bro. Squat 315 for five would be nice. So those are some my top five personal goals and then also some would be nice goals for 2022. Um, all right, let's jump into my top five business goals and then we'll jump into my would be nice business goals for 2022. Number one, I'd like to launch tier one cleaning. So tier one cleaning, um, tier one cleaners, actually tier one cleaners, LLC. Um, I actually just, um, and you know, uh, registered it as an LLC yesterday or the day before, but we are trying to launch a remote cleaning business. Me and a partner of my business partner of mine, he's been on the show before Malad. We're trying to launch a remote cleaning business um, so we're putting together the back end, we're putting together, you know, the basic foundations and we're hoping to launch and really start going crazy in March, April of this year. So launch tier one cleaners. Um, let's see, I want to secure one at home part, uh, personal training client. I want to be training one person out of their home apartment gym, their apartment gym at their apartment or their home gym. That is a big goal of mine. I really think there's all these, um, especially specifically apartment or condo gyms, there's all these spaces that could be used for amazing private training sessions. And I'd love to be able to make that happen. So um, got to figure out a way to target people who uh, specifically live in condos or nice apartment buildings that have a gym space. Um, that way, you know, it's a little bit easier to find those type of clients. So I do want to secure one at home personal training client, uh, goal number big, uh, business goal number three. I want to celebrate episode 150 of the Kyle Stetzer show in about one episode. We'll be at episode 100. So I want to get at least 50 episodes done by quarter four of 2022. I think I can make that happen. That should be the easiest one out of all of these, to be honest. Um, I do want to sell out of, um, I said sell out of four VOV drops for the t-shirts, but if I'm being completely transparent with you guys, um, I don't know how I feel about that goal. So we'll touch back on that later on. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in, uh, my feelings on the, that business are kind of in the air right now. So we'll see. 
um, secure one podcast production host client. So I do want to leverage my skills and experience in podcasting to make some money as well. So um, I'd love to be a podcast producer or host for maybe a small business or a mid-level business here in the Kansas City area. Um, you know, maybe select quote, maybe uh, Black and Veatch. Um, so we'll see how we can how that works. So I'd love to do that. So those are my top five business goals for 2022. And some would be nice goals are increase the brand awareness for the t-shirt brand. Again, kind of in the air about that. So we'll, we'll touch back on that in the future. Record one podcast per week for the whole year. That is the reason why an episode is supposed to be out in 15 minutes, but I'm recording one right now because I'm not trying to miss one this week. Um, grow tier one cleaning to 10,000 monthly recurring revenue. You know, we got to have big goals. So I'd love to do that this year. Um, curate one podcasting event in Kansas City Mo. I really need to do that. I want to do some more research about event planning and putting together some events and what people will be interested in. But I'd love to partner with some other, um, you know, business people, business teams in the Kansas City area and put together a, uh, a podcasting focused event in the Kansas City area. And then 12 episodes for Clean Version Podcast. If you don't know, I am a co-host on the Clean Version Podcast. Check it out today. It will be in the description box. Go subscribe to On It Boss on YouTube and start watching episode one, then episode two. We just recorded episode three last night. So look out for that in February. But we want to record an episode a month for the whole year. So that's another goal for 2022 in terms of business, content creation, things of that nature. So awesome. We have checked in on our goals. Um, we will have an end of year review. Um, we have quarterly goals as well. So, you know, quarter one, I want to launch tier one cleaning, secure one at home, personal training client, improve my own physical health, more home cooked meals, uh, work out at least four times per week consistently. And we're working on that. I think we've been doing okay. Um, I'd like to start doing great though. So that is the first thing. Ooh, almost coughed. That is the first thing I wanted to talk about today. Now we're going to transition into our second segment. Yes, I am yelling. Sorry. Our second segment of the day, what's new in entertainment on Twitter? So we are going to look at what is trending on Twitter today. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. How are you guys liking Twitter spaces, by the way? I kind of like Twitter spaces. I kind of enjoy it. Um, I've been tapping into more Twitter spaces conversations, specifically in the Web3 fitness world. Um, so trying to learn more about that, engage and connect with more people. Um, so yeah, man, we're working on that. Let's see. Let's pull up our news moments. Not, it's not moments. How do you even find the news section on Twitter? I always be struggling with that, man. I'm not even going to lie. But uh, yeah, man, I, I saw that Twitter released or rolled out a new thing where you can have NFTs. You can connect your wallet and have your NFTs as your profile photos and people can verify it through Twitter. But only if you're subscribed to Twitter's uh, subscription um, platform, Twitter Blue. So you can't do that if you just have a standard account. So you have to have Twitter Blue. Um, which isn't extremely too uh, expensive, um, but it is $3 a month, I believe. Um, so just keep that in mind if that is something that you're interested in. So with that being said, we are now in the trending entertainment section 
All right, number one, LA Times released an article talking about Remble. Remble is actually a fucking sick artist out of LA. Would definitely suggest some of you guys listen to him. Um, he definitely, you know, gets his style from the late Drakeo, um, R.I.P. Drakeo. Um, but it's a very unique style of rapping. And that's what I really love about rhythm and blues. Um, but uh, that's really what I love about um, rhythm and poetry. And it's just there's so many styles of rapping, so many styles of delivery out there in the world. Everyone talks about everyone's the same, but I think that's because that's your choice of, of, of music to listen to. I would say there's a sound that mainstream adopts and puts on the radio all the time. So that might be what you're listening to, or that might be the Spotify playlist you listen to. But if you're really uh, a music fan and you're exploring new artists and you're exploring new genres of hip hop, the, the subgenres of hip hop, I think you'll come to find out that there's a lot of new artists coming out with some dope styles and Rumble is one of them. This uh, tweet says Rumble is LA's next big hip hop star and he never wanted it to happen like this. With the major label deal placement on Spotify's Artist to Watch list, one of the most technically impressive vocal styles to come out of LA in years, he's at the forefront of SoCal rap in 2022. Um, like I said, he kind of got that style from Drakeo. He definitely picks up energy off that. Um, unfortunately, since Drakeo passed away last month, um, I think, uh, you know, the rise of Rembo and people starting to listen to his music even more and more due to his inspiration and his connection to Drakeo is definitely a sad way to start becoming LA's next big thing. Um, it says that, you know, the San Pedro rapper first learned that Drakeo was in trouble from a text from his aunt. So, you know, imagine the artist that really, you know, you were inspired by that you really got, you know, a lot of your style from, and we're looking up to and was up and coming, rising uh, 2022 artist passes away. You find out from a text, you know, it's a, it's a tough time for him. So RIP Drakeo, um, you know, well wishes to his family and well wishes to Rembo as he deals with with this and deals with the, the celebrity that's going to come. Um, unfortunately, not by the, the, the best reasons, but he's already a talented artist. I think he was going to blow regardless. So definitely check out Rembo. Great artist. All right. Wrapping that up, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you guys about me. So today is hopefully my last day at this position. So I currently work at a fitness equipment store in Kansas, um, live in Missouri, work in Kansas, and I have a sales job here, you know, <clears throat> selling fitness equipment. And I specifically and intentionally got this job to learn the skill of sales. You know, every entrepreneur that is, you know, I've looked up to or that's been a mentor to me over the past few years has told me one thing. And that one thing has been you need to learn sales. You need to learn sales. Um, they said if you don't learn sales, you're not going to be successful in the entrepreneurship world and, 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 and creating your own business and, and trying to build something from the bottom up. If you don't learn how to sell, you're not going to win. And, you know, ideally, I'm sure you guys know through this podcast, but if you don't already know through this podcast, I am not a fan of working for people. I understand the value of business ownership. I understand the value of owning um, equity in businesses. I understand what I'm trying to achieve in this life. And I understand that business ownership, investing, 
real estate, these are some routes that are going to be the best options for me to be able to achieve and do what I want to do and to be able to pass off what I want to pass off when I leave this world. So my goal is to build business that is successful and build business that has a positive effect on society and, you know, serves people. And so I want to be successful as an entrepreneur. And so when I heard this from all my mentors, you need to learn sales. I was like, what's the best way to learn sales is to just jump right in the game and to jump right in the game. I say, you got to get a sales job. So I went looking for a sales job in an industry that I like, which is fitness. And I fell upon this job. I was excited to get this job. It's in a good area. There's people with a lot of money in the area of this store. Um, it's a, it's a pretty big company. They own some pretty dope brands. And I was looking forward to this position. I felt like the training was good in regards to, um, you know, before I started working, working, there was about three to four weeks of training um, courses online. And then also just shadowing and, and just getting some, you, you, you fit wet. And I thought the training was good. I felt like I really learned the foundational uh, information you need to understand when it comes to sales. I felt like I learned a little bit more about, you know, how to converse with people, how to, um, you know, how to make sales and how to be of service to people. I feel like I learned the foundational knowledge, but to really embrace it, to really develop the skill, to really get good at it. I believe that you need practice. You need the reps. And the problem with this job, has been, I expected there to be a lot more foot traffic, a lot more potential customers coming through the door. But I've been here for about seven to eight months. And unfortunately, foot traffic has been slow. slow. And, you know, I've held on one month, two months, three months, four months, five months, six months, seven months. And tried to see, you know, hey, is the game going to pick up? Is it going to get busier? Am I going to get more at-bats? Am I going to get more reps? And it just doesn't look like I'm going to get those reps. Um, and the base pay is trash. The opportunities to make a lot of money in regards to commission, which is why I got this job as well, because there's no cap on your income. But the opportunities don't seem to be there, in my humble opinion. You know, you're not going to close 10 out of 10 sales that come into your store. So if only five to 10 people come into your store throughout a seven day period, it's not giving me too many opportunities to develop um, the skill of sales. And it's also not giving me too many opportunities to close, to be able to get that income, to, to get the amount of money that I want. And like I said, that base is terrible, worse than McDonald's, worse than Taco Bell. Um, so I felt like the best decision would be to exit this job and start looking for other work. And so I'm going to do so. I'm still going to keep my personal training job in the morning, still training my clients. Um, but throughout the afternoons, we're going to enter the gig economy and start doing some DoorDash, start doing some Uber. I've done it in the past, but going to jump into that, put a schedule around that, start using that as a way to make some money. And um, I think there's some other opportunities on the table as well in regards to just some friends I have and some other opportunities I can explore in terms of some freelance or part-time work um, to supplement the income and to also be in an industry and in positions where I feel like I'm developing skills that are going to contribute to my career as a business owner. So that is um, some updates for you guys. My birthday is coming up in six days, January 27th. Um, I'm not a big birthday celebrator, but my girlfriend um, is. So uh, we're going to be doing something for my birthday um, days. And I'm ready for that, excited for that. It'll be fun. Spend some time with my lady. 
and uh, celebrate 25, quarter century, baby, quarter century. Um, so those are some updates on me. We are going to take a small commercial break, and we'll be back in just a few moments to get into our business segment where we talk about Microsoft, where we talk about Nike, and where we talk about Peloton. So in the meantime, grab some water and stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. We are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you got some water. I hope you paused the, the podcast, went, ate some food, talked to your family, read five seconds of a book, alarm going off, telling me to track my macros. See, trying to stay on top of my goals. Um, so, like I said, we are going to transition to our business segment where we are talking about Microsoft, Nike, and Peloton. Um, all three of these businesses have had some crazy shit happen this week. So, over the past week, some interesting things. So let's start with Microsoft. So if you haven't heard, Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. I don't know if the deals actually went through, but they have agreed to terms to purchase the company for that amount. $68.7 billion, all cash, no wire. All cash, no wire, $68 billion. What the hell is going on out here? There's too much money in the world. That is too much cash, Microsoft. And if you look at their 2021 numbers, it looks like they have $57 billion in free cash flow. Why do you have free cash, Microsoft? If you have free cash, you should be giving us dividends. You should be giving investors dividends. You should be giving us dividends now. You should be giving us dividends right now you got hella cash and if you're not going to give us dividends if you're not going to distribute dividends microsoft you need to be buying companies now the positive thing is you just made a big purchase one of the biggest purchases in the gaming industry microsoft already owns xbox and has been in the gaming world for a while but they are making a big acquisition when it comes to activision blizzard who owns candy crush and they own call of duty which are massive gaming franchises so they are going to have some pretty quality IP in their portfolio now, and they're going to have some ownership, and they made a great investment. You know, when we think about the metaverse, when we think about NFTs, when we think about Web 3.0, one of the most, sorry, one of the most, excuse me, excuse me, one of the most make sense businesses or industries for NFTs, Web 3.0, digital assets to work in and are already working in is gaming. Purchasing outfits, purchasing, um, you know, different different abilities to do certain things in a game. You're already making digital purchases online through gaming and they've been doing it for years. So when we think about entering Web 3.0, when we think about entering NFTs, when we think about entering the metaverse into the conversation in terms of growing your business um, and seeing large percentage increases in your value as a company, making an acquisition of Activision Blizzard was a great choice for Microsoft. And I just want to reverse back to buying it all cash. That is crazy. They didn't wire it. They didn't give some value of their uh, some amount of their stocks to them they purchased and are offering all cash 68.7 billion i'm repeating it again because that's crazy how do you even deliver that do you deliver that on a fucking boat on a fucking boat or do you guys deliver that in 77,000 briefcases that you deliver each week 
throughout the next five years? Like, how does that work? And is it even possible to wire 68 billion if they were to wire it? Like, imagine you are like at Bank of America and you're just like, I'm sure this isn't even how it works. I'm sure it goes to the higher ups. So imagine you're working at Bank of America, you get a call, we're like, hey, um, we'd like to send a $68 billion wire through. Like, what, fam? I don't even know how many zeros that is, fam. Like, what am I supposed to do, fam? It's crazy. That's a crazy amount of money. And if you don't understand how crazy that is in terms of the amount of money and how much cash that has, that has to be, I want to tell you guys something. Boeing commercial planes go for what? About maximum $90 million. A full commercial Boeing plane goes for about $90 million. You could buy over 750 Boeing commercial planes with $68 billion. Boeing commercial planes, them big ass planes that you'd be flying on across the country. You could buy 750 plus of those. Like that's like a lot of big ass planes that you could afford with 68 billion. You could probably afford a few more than that if I did the numbers correct, but that's just crazy. Like I said, this is the biggest gaming industry deal ever history. And it's going to make Microsoft number three in gaming in terms of one of the largest gaming companies out there. And it's just crazy. That's over. Oh, that is over my head. $68 billion. Crazy. But big moves by Microsoft. Love to see that. Their uh, CEO, Satya, uh, Indian-American gentleman, has been killing it as the CEO for the company, doing a great job. I think a lot of um, investors and, and supporters of Microsoft are pretty happy with what he's been doing over the past few years. Um, I definitely prefer him instead of Steve Ballmer as the CEO. So that's my opinion. And, you know, Microsoft has always been known as a solid stock you can trust in to continuously be growing. Is it going to have massive growth, 25, 35% growth each year or every other year? No, but it's going to have growth and you can always depend on it to, to grow pretty consistently. And I think we can plan on that to continue to happen. So shout out Microsoft, go buy uh, ETF. Uh, that has Microsoft in it or just go buy some Microsoft stock. I'm sure they're going to be doing well over the next few years. So let's transition to Nike, 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 Nike enters the metaverse. So a few weeks ago, they acquired Artifact or RTFKT, which is a company who creates NFTs of sneakers and sells virtual wearables. So um, they sell virtual wearables. Um, Let's see. Artifact also takes five to ten percent on every sale or resale um, of avatars and other uh, digital products such as shoes. So Nike acquiring them might be able to benefit the company um, because they might be able to take a percentage of resales. You know, the resale market has been huge and only growing over the past few years. And imagine you're a big ass company. You create thousands of dope ass shoes every year. People buy them from you at retail for $300, $150, and then a few months later, sell them for, you know, 5X, 6X, 7X, sometimes even 10X, you know, and you don't get to see none of that. You don't get to see none of that money. Do I think that they should see some of that money? No, because, you know, they ain't doing the work to resell it. And to be honest, I don't really think they're the ones building scarcity or hype around the product itself, I think the community is. So I don't really think that they should see it, but it is one of the benefits of the NFT world where you can sell, you know, your music, you can sell a product, you can sell 
a variety of things and you can make money on the back end as well. So every time it resells, you can set a percentage, 5, 10, 20% that you uh, recoup every time somebody resells it. So that could be a benefit to Nike where they start seeing profits um, based off of resales in the near future. Um, you know, they are planning to tap into virtual wearables and redeemable physical products. For those of you who don't understand what that means, you essentially go online, you're on NBA 2K, you purchase a pair of sneakers, a pair of Nike sneakers from them, and you're essentially paying Nike. They're selling virtual wearables. And um, when, you know, what you could also do is you could purchase those shoes and with those shoes, Nike could say that, you know, you can redeem this NFT or you can redeem uh, this with real life physical products as well. So you show proof of that NFT on your phone when you walk into the Nike store and get a free Nike pack with with, uh, with a Nike sweatsuit and some new shoes. So you can have the, the benefit of flexing online and, and the value um, of, of the, the digital wearable. And if you if there's enough hype or scarcity around that digital product, you can resell it and make some money. And then you can also redeem that NFT um, for physical products in person. So we might see Nike dabbling in that area. Um, one thing that this can help with uh, in regards to virtual sneakers is that they don't have inventory or supply chain issues because it's digital. But the negative side is consumers of Nike products if they're purchasing virtual sneakers might be affected by future taxes. Um, and then of course, anybody that's in the NFT space knows all about gas fees and the crazy um, gas fee prices that, you know, uh, NFT consumers or, or our buyers are having to see in the world. So that could be the negative for the consumers, which might, you know, not be good for the company. So we'll see where um, this goes. The, the uh, purchase of artifact by Nike is a great move. Um, let's see how they, um, tap in and 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 develop um, their metaverse um, side of the company and, and develop. So let's talk about Peloton. Peloton had some big news this week. I personally work in a physical, uh, you know, uh, brick and mortar uh, fitness equipment store. Like I shared earlier in this episode, we sell a lot of different types of products. We sell a lot of competitor. Um, products to Peloton. We constantly have people coming in asking and talking about Peloton. So you would think that <clears throat> they're killing it, right? And throughout the pandemic, they were killing it. Their stock was valued like crazy when they IPO'd in what, May of 2019. They Their value was crazy high. A lot of people were big fans of Peloton and thought Peloton to the moon. And a lot of people hated that they were valued so high. So it comes as a surprise to some and not as a surprise to others that Peloton has halted production of its bikes and treadmills this week due to demand waning, dropping down. So the demand of their bikes and their treadmills has dropped exponentially. And so they've decided to halt production, which is crazy. They didn't decide to, you know, do something else. They decided to totally halt production, um, which means that essentially in my opinion, demand's at zero. You know what I'm saying? If you are not continuing to create products, you ain't got no fucking demand. You're, you're essentially like, damn, we don't need to create no more products. We got enough in the warehouse to sell what we have. You know what I'm saying? And there's no demand to keep making more. So let's just halt production. You know what else? Let's go ahead and cut 40% of some of our employees. And I don't know what part of their, the, 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 
the company they were cutting at, but I know they cut over 40% of employees in a specific area of the company. So they are dying out. Their 2.5 billion, maybe more today, has been wiped from Peloton's market value. Crazy numbers are dropping. Percentages are dropping like crazy. At a high, I think their stock was at 160. I believe yesterday it came down to $24. Uh, job cuts, product cuts, fucking everything's going bananas at peloton and it's big news so let's pray for peloton um i know a lot of people on twitter were complaining because peloton ceo also just bought like a 40 50 million dollar mansion in the hamptons um and also bought a yacht and uh people aren't so happy about that companies falling value uh of the company's dropping uh you know uh, people who hold stock in the company are losing dumb money. And here they are watching the CEO buy a mansion and a yacht. I know they're not happy about that. Probably not the best decision. If you were going to do it, you probably tried, should have tried to finesse and make that more private. But I bet you that's kind of impossible. So whatever, you probably just shouldn't have done that, buddy. But either way, Peloton's demand is waning. Employees are getting cut. Um, production has been halted. And things just aren't looking so good for the future of Peloton. We'll see what happens. We'll see where they, uh, what decisions they make. They did hire McKinsey, um, which is a, a business consulting company, to help them um, identify their cost structure and figure out how they can make shit better. So we'll see if uh, McKinsey can step in and help. And if they can, they'll probably hire Deloitte right after that. And Deloitte can't help. They should just shut the fucking company down. Sorry for the cursing, but crazy, man. That's crazy. Well, business changes and so does life. So it is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, we're going to wrap the podcast right there. I wanted to make a quick episode, give you guys some updates about my goals for 2022, share a little bit about some crazy business stuff that's happening out there, and also just make sure I showed up for y'all. So that is it. Thank you for tapping in. Make sure you leave a five-star review if you enjoyed this conversation. Please comment. So we can engage in conversation and let me know what else you want me to talk about on these solo episodes. We have a dope interview coming up on January 29th. So it probably will come out in the middle of sometime in February with Charlie Lowe. He is in a real estate world, killing it, dominating it um, in a space that we haven't talked about yet. So I look forward to um, diving into his story, sharing his story with you guys. And also for some of you guys out there who are looking for a new industry to enter or a new, uh, new job to get, um, another route you can look forward to. And, uh, you know, for my young black and brown brothers and sisters, you can see somebody doing it and killing it in that area to provide some inspiration because representation matters without representation. What do we have, man? We need representation in every industry. And that is the focus of this podcast, bringing people on to talk about some dope shit and just having a face that looks like you, talks like you, um, sharing some business information and, and just chopping it up about business news and sharing my own thoughts and opinions. I want you to know that every episode is not financial advice. I am not a financial professional. I am just here to share my own thoughts and opinions. And these are all my own thoughts, not thoughts of anybody I work for. So. Let's fucking kill it, man. Let's have a great day. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Share it with a friend. Engage in conversation. Subscribe. Let's have a great weekend. Salud.